You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips on making in the UK. So let's get on with today's show. and welcome to episode number 194 of the Make It British podcast. In this episode, I go back over the ways you can avoid making mistakes when it comes to manufacturing your products. Enjoy this episode from the Make It British podcast archives. So what do you do when things that you're having manufactured go wrong and it's a disaster or it's not quite as you expected or you've reached a point with your manufacturer that they're not agreeing that you've got an issue with it. What do you do? So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about some of the common problems that can happen when you're manufacturing uh, a product, be that in the UK or anywhere, but I'll be particularly relevant to if you're making it in the UK. Then I want to talk about some of the ways that you can avoid these problems happening. And then finally, what you have to do if all else fails and it's really not working out with your current manufacturer. So what are the common problems that occur with manufacturing a product and why do they happen? Well, the first one is usually because the designer has not got a contract with the manufacturer. So they've got nothing to come back on when things go wrong. They've got no agreed terms. They might not have agreed when the product would be delivered or how much it will actually cost to get the product made. You know, quite often there's an email trail that they're relying on, but, you know, manufacturers aren't always going to be checking back over all their emails when it comes to making that production. So a lack of contract is quite often one of the reasons for the first mistake. You know, and it's surprising how many people go to the effort of having an NDA with a manufacturer so that their designs aren't copied, but they don't actually have a contract around their production. And the second and probably the most important thing that causes issues and for things to go wrong is that there's no gold seal sample or approved sealing sample, as it's often called um, in the industry, certainly if you're working in fashion. So how a sealing sample would work or a gold seal sample is that would be your definitive blueprint of how you want your product to be made. It's your visual contract between you and the manufacturer looking at it together and saying, yep, this is exactly how it should be done. This is how the stitches should be done. This is how the trim should be applied. This is how the embroidery should be done. And absolutely everything is agreed. And quite often what used to happen, and certainly when I worked in buying for a big retailer, we would have three of these samples and we would have one for um, the buying office and we would have uh, a second one for that the factory would keep and they would have that right by wherever they were QCing the final production. So they had it to check against when the production, when the, the products were coming off the production line. And then there would be a third sample, which was quite often kept by whoever we were using as the third party who was the production manager who was dealing with the factory on our behalf. Now, that's quite often how you would work if you're working with Far Eastern factories. 
If you're working with a factory in the UK, you might not have that middleman and you'll have a copy for you and a copy of the sample for the manufacturer. So you've both got one. And then there's no misunderstanding at all about what it should have looked like. And, you know, one person's interpretation of um, where the embroidery should be, you know, the worst thing that you can see happen is when you're nearly, you've got a finished sample, it's nearly right, but it's not completely right. And in order to rush through production, because maybe you've missed deadline dates uh, through your fault, the fabric not arriving, or through the manufacturer's fault for whatever reason. So you're in a bit of a rush to get the product made. So you, you cut that corner and you don't get the absolute final sealed sample agreed between you. And that is quite often when things will go wrong because somewhere along the line between finishing the nearly right sample and making the product, someone has missed something and, and something's been misinterpreted and that's quite often what can cause things to go wrong. And the final thing that I think leads to problems is actually not going to visit the factory. Now, if you're making in the UK, and I keep saying this every podcast, You've got a fantastic opportunity to get to your manufacturer and see your product being made. If at all possible, try and go whilst your production is being made or at least at the end when it's ready, but before it leaves the factory floor. Because the problem is once it's been shipped to you and you get it and you receive it and you're miles away and it's not as you want, then you've got that distance and you've got the fact that it's all been packed and shipped and you'll save yourself a whole lot of cost and a whole lot of time if you can go to the factory and actually see the final production just before it's all packed and ready. And actually, I think most manufacturers would appreciate you doing that. They won't see it as meddling, but they'll see it as the fact that you care and you want to make sure everything is right. And for them, they don't want to send send you something that you're not going to be happy with and that's going to cause a dispute. So I'm sure they would love to have you there seeing that your final production is right before they send it to you. So what do you do if you're at that stage where, unfortunately, you've got to the point where you have received your products and they're not as you've expected? How do you fix it? Well, the first thing I would advise to do is not to send a manufacturer a ranting email expressing your displeasure at the terrible quality of their production, but instead to pick up the phone and ask if you can go and see them. Because I actually think if you're discussing an issue with a product that you're not happy with, the best way of doing that is face to face. You know, that's the reason why you're making in the UK and you're not making overseas, because you can do that. So maybe you've missed out on that step where you go to the factory and you check on your production. But at least if there is an issue, go to the factory to try and rectify it. That way you can negotiate with the manufacturer face to face about how they might be able to fix it. Now, some of the ways that you could suggest to get it fixed is firstly, can the manufacturer correct the issue and can they do that at their own expense if it's already been made? Is there something they can take apart and redo? Because at the end of the day, if you've already bought your materials, um, you don't want to lose the cost of those materials and write those products off at all. So first thing to look at is can those products be fixed or remade? The second thing is if they can't repair them, then is there some way with the manufacturer you can negotiate a discount 
for the errors that have been made. Can you still sell the product even though it's not quite as you've expected it? Are you being realistic about what can be expected? And if it does mean you're going to have to sell the products off at a slightly lower cost, can you negotiate a lower cost with a manufacturer? Now, one reason why it's always good to hold back a retainer with a manufacturer and not pay everything up front, and I know some smaller businesses do get asked by manufacturers to pay everything up front, if you possibly can, hold back a certain amount as a retainer so that you can pay that once you're completely happy with the production, even if you go to the factory to pay that once you've seen it. So can you negotiate a discount with the factory to cover what you both agree is the value of the mistake that's been made. How much is that? And be reasonable about that as well. Obviously, they're not going to give them to you for free. They have spent time making them. And look at it realistically. Whose mistake was it? If you didn't have a contract and you've shaken hands on something and you've got nothing in writing, then what can you offer the manufacturer for the fact they've spent the time making these products if they can't rectify them, can you reach some agreement regarding the price? The other way, of course, if you're not entirely comfortable with talking and working with a manufacturer is to employ a production consultant that can do everything on your behalf. Because quite often a production manager will have experience with that factory and they'll be able to negotiate things on your behalf and they'll be at a quality check on your behalf. But I know sometimes that's out of people's budget to imply it employ a third person. But if it is, it's always worth doing that if you can afford it and you're not feeling experienced with factories because you'll have a production consultant who will understand what is acceptable and what isn't and what is a fair amount to compensate a manufacturer should they make things wrong. And also you'd hope if you're using a production consultant, there would be a proper contract in place too. So what do you do if you've tried to reach a resolution with a manufacturer and it's just not working out? You, the, the communication has broken down, you had no contract and you're left with some faulty goods. At that point, I always say, chalk it up to a bad lesson learned. You know, sometimes we all make mistakes when we're in business expensive mistakes and you have to chalk it up to, oh, well, that's money I spent. Unfortunately, it's not working out. I'm going to have to start again. But think, what was the reason that it happened in the first place? Is it because you were rushing the manufacturer to get something done and actually they kind of knew when they took it on that it might not be made to its 100% best because they didn't quite have the time to do it, but they were just trying to be really nice and try and help you out. So were you pushing them to make something really quickly? You know, did you try to cut corners in order to get something made cheaper? Or was the manufacturer just not the right person for you? In that case, I do think it's worth walking away, head held up high and starting again. Next time when you go to a manufacturer, make sure you've got those contracts in place. Pick the right manufacturer for you. Make sure that you allow enough time for your production to be made. Make sure you've got a final sample that everyone has agreed on and then it'll all end up happy in the end. Bye bye.
you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there's also bonus episodes occasionally. So don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so that you get notified every time a new episode goes live. And if you enjoyed the show, I would really love it if you left me just a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye bye.